Poodles, welcome to another bonus episode of Will and Grace and Vodka. We are without David this time, but do not despair because we have a guest who is deeply funny and fun. She is a brilliant writer and one half of Friendly Atheist, one of my favorite podcasts, and adds delightful insight to current event stories. If her laugh doesn't make you laugh, you might be dead inside. <laughs> she is also an excellent cross-stitcher, and you can visit her Etsy shop, Bitches Get Stitched Done, for all your subversive cross-stitch needs. And if you are in need of an officiant for your wedding, she will write a wonderful ceremony for you. Yes. That is indeed how we met. It is. I'm sorry you didn't introduce me. <laughs> Lastly, and most importantly, she recently rewatched all of Will and Grace and was retweeted by the queen herself. Oh. One Miss Deborah Messing. What a moment. Please welcome to the show, Jessica Bloomkey grafe Hi, thank you. I'm sorry I am not used to being introduced, so I just like start talking if a microphone is no, in Hemant, front of me. Hemant just kind of, you know. Acknowledges, acknowledges my existence you exist. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I literally asked if I could come on because I'm the tackiest. Well, I didn't ask because I didn't want to be that tacky no person thing. who's like, hey, famous podcaster. I had Guy Branham and Cameron Esposito on my show. So Those like, were amazing interviews. Shoot for the stars. <laughs> Fucking tweet at Guy Branham. Ask him if he wants to be. He might say yes. He would probably do a Will and Grace podcast. I literally did the exact same thing as we're doing right now. I drove to his house when I was in LA. I just drove to his house and set up and we split a bottle of wine and hung out. If Folks, you... that, that oh, lovely boy. noise in the background is um, a sweet lady named Dottie (laughs) who is a giant gorgeous wonderful dog and I'm obsessed with her. I gave her a little treat before we started recording and she just held in her mouth and stared at us like (laughs) I don't know what this is what you want to do with it Um, boy oh but can we just talk about like the weird intersection of our life absolutely so from my perspective so we met for the first time at my best friend's wedding which I officiated yes and, and I coordinated. And you coordinated. And we ended up just chatting throughout the day because... Because we both found out we were cross-stitchers. Yes! And so during the reception, I have a memory of standing there with you and with Mikey, uh-huh. your delightful husband. Hi! Hello. Um, and we just had a really fun conversation. We talked cross-stitching and, and any number of things. Yeah. And you were probably more sober than I was. Being definitely. It was toward the yes. end of the night. I had um, not had a drop to drink. So, yeah, I... <laughs> Don't remember what we talked about. I do remember that we talked and where we talked, like at the top mm-hmm. of the stairs. Um, and then you, I don't know if you had been listening at the time. That was I had, of, yes. You had. Or no, no, not, not at the time, not okay. at the time. And then I found your podcast and I started listening. So that was after. And yeah. then I, you started following me because uh-huh. you listened to my show and I posted a picture of me and Lan Amanda and I got a tweet from you like, wait a second. <laughs> I know those women. What's we're, happening? We're friends? And then... <laughs> and I don't know how I found out where you lived, but I think... Oh, you know what? It was because we went to Anna Maria... Can I show you Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because Anna Maria Pastoria yeah, is Mikey's and my favorite uh, restaurant. Mm-hmm, we went there for mm-hmm. our anniversary this year. It's the best Italian food. It's it just is like delicious. good, simple, great Italian food. Um, and I was at, um, at a bar with a couple girlfriends and one of whom was moving from like Lyle into, or or whatever, into the city. And literally how close are they to you? Like one house away. Are they, there is one. No, no, no. I'm sorry. There's two buildings between us. So you're on the same block. The same exact block. Um, but I got COVID from my terrible Mm brother-in-law. 
Um, and so I tested positive January 1st of this year. Happy New Year. Oh my God. Thank you Thanks so great. So much. <laughs> but I decided to rewatch Will and Grace, which I hadn't done for a long time. That's my first. Well, I have a first question, but okay. we'll start here. I want to know what brought you to Will and Grace. What do you remember? Yes. How old were you? Tell me the story. I would love that. Except for Will and Grace. Which is so good. So what I think is really interesting about Will and Grace is for me and like my immediate friends, all of us watched it in the 90s. Mm-hmm. But it, for whatever reason, I don't know if it wasn't streaming for a long time or something, it never made it back into the rotation of The Office and Parks and Rec and 30 mm-hmm. Rock and uh, I'm super Even sure. Friends. Even Friends, which is... Around the, uh, can, we put you, can we put you in an age group? Can you pick a box? Oh, yeah, I'm 36. I'm, okay. uh, so I was born in 85. And it came on 98? Yes. So I would have been 12 turning 13 when it came out. Um, my mom loved it, as all oh. moms. Mm-hmm. Like, suburban mom who, like, mm-hmm. I'm not homophobic. Like, <laughs> um, it was big for that. Um, but... Uh, I remember walking in. I, I remember. Here's the thing about me. I told you I have ADD and a terrible memory. Mm. That is for like recent things. I have very good long term memory. <laughs> so this is going to sound like I made up the story today because it's a very clear memory of me. I have but, the opposite problem. Oh, perfect. So is my husband. We make a great team. That's so wonderful. Um, I walked into my parents' room. My mom was watching Will and Grace. And it was the episode, I wrote this down, it was the episode Sweet and Sour Charity. Shut up. Oh, my God. And the moment I walked in was when they discovered that uh, Karen's shoes were missing. You know how Jack accidentally <laughs> donates her shoes and they're in the closet yes. and she and uh, Karen and Rosie do the Just Jack hands? Because yes. I remember <gasps> seeing and they went, and I didn't know what that meant because she was like, oh, it's just this gesture that another guy does. I was like, all right, whatever. Okay, mom. But... I liked it right away. It's extremely watchable and likable and silly. And I think, I truly think like a lot of my love of like kind of zany, mm-hmm. rompy. Um, broad. Yeah, broad comedy and the, uh, what's the word? Uh, farce? The sort of like. Oh, they French farce all the time. All the time. And I love it. It's beautiful. It. It's perfect. Um, I truly am thinking about rewatching Frasier because I think it has a similar farcical. That's one I've never watched. Really? Frasier. Um, I watched most, a lot of it when I was a kid, but, but I don't necessarily have like a comprehensive thing, but rewatching this, I also owned probably, I think it was season two on DVD in college. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who went to college <laughs> or were grownups before the time of streaming, <laughs> if you had a show on DVD, you were going to watch the fuck out of that show. I had the first and second seasons gifted to me on VHS. VHS? With all of the, yeah, because he recorded it from his VHS tapes he was my first gay friend and i had them in college and i watched them over and over so like the first and second seasons of will and grace live in my bones oh my god i know exactly what you anything that anybody has watched many many times Mm -hmm. and it just feels very familiar and comforting there's also like I've been reading a lot about, like, hey, how come I can't stop watching the same movie over and over? Because we're in a fucking pandemic for the third year in a row. Yeah, and, like, my brain is just like, I don't really have any extra room anymore, so why don't we rerun the oldies? Um, And and truly, like, it makes my brain feel a little bit more engaged because I'm, like, predicting what they're going to say. It's very soothing and comforting. It's truly very funny. 
It is. Um, it, I truly, the. I think every episode I laugh out loud at least once, even on the ones that aren't at my favorites. Yeah, there is definitely, and I definitely, also, by the way, I I hope you didn't mind, but I, you were my only, like, Will and Grace outlet, so I would randomly just, like, <laughs> yeah, that was the like, other thing. DM her, like, oh my god, Liz is out, and she's like, I know, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, her outfit in that one, oh my god. Mm-hmm, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I loved, I loved that, mm-hmm. because if I am anything in this life. It is a Will and Grace scholar. <laughs> uh, and that's, your PhD. that's that's what my PhD is. Uh-huh, sure. Will and Grace. Will and Grace. And vodka. <laughs> um, um, also, guys, if you don't listen to Friendly Atheist, it is a delight. Um, okay, so your mother brought you to Will and Grace. Yes. And then did you watch consistently or, or was it like a love later? Um, so it's interesting because relationships to television in the 90s were fundamentally very different than the ones that we have right yes. now. Um, and so it's hard for me to pinpoint when I, like, really started watching it. Because I must have, like, regularly watched must-see TV, but I don't have, like, strong memories yeah. of, of doing that. I have stronger memories of um, when Friends was playing on, like, WGN yes. every day at four o'clock or whatever. And oh my like, God, every episode. Mm-hmm. Every, the first, I think three seasons, I probably know Friends by Heart. Yeah, um, easily. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, so what I remember is watching it as a kid and really liking it as a kid. And I, I can remember, it was through, I must have been home for something because those that maybe four episodes in a row, I remember very vividly as mm-hmm. ones that I like were my, found- <laughs> my foundational Will and Grace episodes. Um, but what I do remember most specifically is when I was in college, um, and I had the season two DVD and there was one day and I think everybody's had this day, like once a week in college of like, yeah, me and all of my roommates were just lying on the couch, probably hungover or whatever. And just through Will and Grace, because I, I don't want to sound like an old person, but like, it was really a lot really much easier to come to a consensus of what you're going to watch with a group. Oh, yeah. You have a finite. You have, mm-hmm. you have what you own or what's literally on TV right now, which is why I watched I Love the 70s, I Love the 80s, I Love the <laughs> 90s a trillion times because they were always on VH1. Um, so I want to hear, as you did this rewatch mm-hmm. recently, mm-hmm. tell us about the tweet heard around the world. <laughs> because I told David what the what Deborah said to you, uh-huh. and he laughed for five entire minutes. <laughs> okay, let me find it. Yeah, find it. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> genuinely, the funniest. <laughs> you you posted. Yes, thank you. Grace singing company. Yes, and I did actually. I told this story on the podcast. Last <laughs> did you? Yes. So okay, um, my friend Abbas, who um, probably is listening to this because he helped me put together my best of list. Oh, this is the other person. I, I can't believe I left him out of this. Um, I know exactly when I got into Will and Grace, and I just my brain stopped working for a second. It was in yes. high school, and my my first gay best friend mm-hmm. Abbas and I used to watch it all the time, and like did the whole as everybody did. We're really Karen and Jack. We called each other. Poodle, oh my god! Yes. Like so original. Um. But anyway, so yeah, like a boss and I got really into it in like high school, college. Um, and then like I stopped watching, I, I, I must have watched it consistently because I know the first three seasons really well. Yeah. Um, really through 
I, I didn't realize how much I'd watched it. I really thought I tapped out in like season four or five. Mm-hmm. I watched most. Uh, I watched everything up until what's a season when uh, it ends with them trying to get pregnant and she meets Leo. Is that I want to say five? five? Okay, that's what I think too. Um, that's when I stopped watching it like religiously. Yeah. But the, the I definitely remember moments of like her relationship with Leo. But then the the last the eighth. Oh my God, David and I just got to the episodes that neither of us have ever seen. But the last one of like season eight or season Mm -hmm. 11? Season eight. Okay, okay, me neither. I had never seen the finale. Like we just did the episode um, where Grace and James get married. And... Who the fuck is James? Tay Diggs. Oh my God, I forgot about that. (laughs) You call yourself a theater kid. Oh, nobody knows for sure. I'm looking at my notes and I haven't referenced them once. Oh, good. So the tweet. So yes. you watched. Yes, thank you. Okay, because I got sidetracked with the boss. With um, Andy Richter, it was which a- we loved. Mm-hmm. And so Abbas and I have a thing of we love when Grace sings to us. Love it's just when Grace sings. The height of comedy. I. I will say, of all of the things this time through, I think that Deborah Messing is one of the most underrated comedians of our generation. 100% agree. I think it's... Like, I get why people love Jack and Karen, because they're weird oh my God, dynamic. Yes. Of course, and I love them too. I think Grace is far and away my favorite character. I think she's Deborah so Messing funny. Deborah Messing is one of the best comedic actresses we've I, ever had. I just can't <laughs> believe... How funny she is and how little credit she got at the time. Thank you. Yeah. Underrated, brilliant one. I I truly, absolutely think she is a comedy genius. I really think she is. So I've always just adored when Grace sings. I think it's so funny and silly and like self-deprecating because she is a wonderful singer. She's an incredible singer because you can't fake being alive uh in a soprano Uh like that without Uh being an excellent singer Uh in the first place. Um, and so it was getting toward the end of the series and I had started like taking pictures of the screen being like, oh, do you think this or what? It was like the lowest brand of tweeting ever. I'm like, no, oh, here's a picture great. of my TV I, screen I mean, and my like thoughtful commentary. You had an audience. Show. <laughs> you had an audience of at least one. Yes. Um, and so I took a video of her singing Being Alive with her hand in Andy Richter's shoulder and her big Broadway arm. And singing "Being Alive," which is an incredible song, and really belongs in a tenor voice. Although and I haven't heard the new Broadway revival of it, so ooh, maybe they rearranged it. Um, I have a lot of thoughts. on Did they do a cast album? So I took a picture with it, and I said <laughs> which something is impossible. <laughs> so stupid. It was a video, right? Okay, so you took a video of her singing "Being Alive" from mm-hmm. Company mm-hmm. by Sondheim. Mm-hmm. Bless his soul. All right. Um, uh, and she, and it was I tagged her. And I think I tagged, like, the Will and Grace show. But I normally don't, like, tag actors and things like that. Because that has no. to be very annoying. But to me, this is such a, like, lifelong adoration of Deborah Messing singing funny. That I was like, I just need to let her know that, like, how this is my favorite thing. Thank you. Thanks for posting, exclamation point. Company! All caps, exclamation point. Company! I have no memory of this, exclamation point. <laughs> I have no but, memory like, of this. The development of her arm for the big being alive crescendo. It makes me laugh so fucking I hard. Just. Um, so 
so yeah, so that happened. She retweeted it. I was uh, overjoyed and apologized, like re- replied to the tweet. Like I'm so, cause you can hear me like laughing to myself in the video. It's so funny. Because it's just me genuinely enjoying this <laughs> stupid show. Uh, I'm so sorry that you could just hear me like obnoxiously laughing in the background. <laughs> and as I watch it twice and like for the second time in a minute, I'm like, ha, 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 classic comedy. <laughs> Uh, it was great. It was a wonderful moment. I just am really proud. Um, I have a lot of people to thank, yourself included. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you can't do something like that alone. That's another thing I love about Will and Grace is their constant moral superiority, even though they're, like, uh, objectively pretty terrible people. Grace is a terrible person. Terrible. Will, you know, not great. No, not great. But they all have these gigantic hearts. Yes. And secretly. And I want to ask about your favorite episodes. I would love to do that because I do have a list in front of me. <laughs> so you said favorite episodes? Favorite episodes, man. Okay. So I kind of skimmed through them and tried to like remember. So I definitely am missing some big ones. And honestly, like because of the lack of like rewatchability or for whatever reason, people aren't watching it as much anymore. Yeah. And also it wasn't out for streaming until it came back. For the reboot. It's okay, that's what I was wondering. So I think that's part of it, mm-hmm. is that nobody had it when Netflix was first around and found their comfort shows that they could marathon, is my idea. Um, so I'm definitely missing some. But um, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight favorite episodes. Excellent. You can shut me up whenever you need me to. Number one. Um, these are in chronological order. Uh, Homo for the Holidays. Yes. Mm-hmm. Classic. It is probably the one I've seen the most. Okay. It is probably the one I know by heart the best. Um, I also would like to give a great shout out to Karen in this episode, mm. who is a superstar. I love her, like, feather. She's wearing that black sweater with, like, the white the big gray fat feathers. feathers. Which I, I would never wear that because it would annoy the shit out of me, but I just love how, like, rich she looks. Genuinely. Right. Like, <laughs> when she wears very frivolous things that seem uncomfortable, it makes her look very rich. That is such a fun thing to watch for as we have progressed as a society and obviously David and I are very progressive people mm-hmm. um, and we're on the AOC side of things. Sure, the sure, Bernie sure. side of things. Mm-hmm. And to see like Will choose to be a corporate lawyer over yes. um, working for the nonprofit mm-hmm. was very funny for us. Yeah, it, it truly like our ideals and I mean, I think the ni- I know this is late 90s, I guess, but it was still like coming off that kind of 80s oh, yeah. money, it, like being money rich is cool. great, get yeah. a yacht. Yeah, like it, fuck it was about else. acclimation of acclimation? Accumulation. Accumulation. Acclimation is not it. There accumulation of wealth um, was like the thing to do. Being rich was awesome. And I I think rich people are very embarrassed to be rich these days. Not all of them. That's probably, I think my friends I know who are like pretty wealthy are like not promoting it because no. it feels shameful. Um, so it's season two, episode seven. It is when Will and Grace surprised Jack. It's a Thanksgiving episode. Surprised Jack by inviting his mother, a strange yes. mother over for Thanksgiving. They find hot dish coming hot through <laughs> and she's carrying a casserole. And she's carrying a casserole. I said that to my mother so many times. As a child, 
I mean, I guess I was like 15, but the, still. The one I really liked was the other advantage is that I clench my buttocks like this. <laughs> you can't tell, but sure can, or whatever. I literally just rewatched. I started rewatching so good. the ones on this list before you got yes, here. That's that's a wonderful one. Yeah. So the my favorite part of this episode, which is very fresh because I just watched it again today, is because the, the, the whole subplot is that Jack told his mother that he and Grace used to date and then he dumped her. Yes. Um, and when Karen finds out, <laughs> she's furious that he didn't say she was, they dated. And so it is, it becomes this sort, it, it's, I, I think maybe it's my favorite because of this battle of wills between Grace and, and Karen of like, I know this is fake, but it's so, like, I'm so narcissistic. <laughs> it's essential essential that you would have dated me instead of it's so low stakes like they do a good like low stakes versus high stakes thing mm-hmm. the coming out story is coming out. so high yep. stakes the who did he fake date is so low stakes and they're both equally funny and interesting i want to say that was a john Canelli and tracy past episode too i am not i don't know the writers fairly at certain. all i i know john burroughs or james burroughs James Burroughs. James Burroughs was directed director. all of that, which I just learned that he directed every, every episode. single episode. And we saw him when we went for a taping. Um, you went for a taping? Yes. We we got to see James Burroughs do his thing. Was it cool? Uh, oh, it was so cool. Was it like watching an orchestra? Like, did it feel oh, like... Oh, yeah. It was very choreographed. Every, yeah. And then they would, like, James would call cut. And they would all come together with actors, too. And Laura Keitlinger was there and, and Tracy and John and all of them were, um, you know, they would be like, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Do the scene again. New jokes. Just as funny. They do. We got to see Molly Shannon. We got to see Demi Lovato and we got to see, um, who was the other guest star that day? I don't remember. Was it the one where, um, do, when the, Grace um, was running for the, uh, yes, yes, the head yes, of the interior yes, yes. design or um, whatever? What is your next favorite episode? I just want to say my favorite oh, yeah. line oh, yeah. in this, because I was talking about um, Karen B. Grace, is <laughs> when she's yelling at Jack and says, I should have been your big girl. And he's like, I didn't know you when this happened. She's like, well, when you when you met me, you should have fake dumped her and started fake dating me. And he goes, but I'm not gay. And she goes, not in the line. He's not in the lights. So funny. That is one of the funniest Will and Grace jokes of all I time. Absolutely, like it, it. It's moments like those of like reading the words "not in the lie" on the page versus what, what Megan Mullally. What does. Megan Mullally took from it was is just is truly a testament to the impeccable casting of the show of yes. great chemistry they all have and. I, I think it is a fantastic episode and a great episode of television, period. Yes. 100%. Okay. 100%. Next one. The hospital show. Which one is that? This is the one where uh, Stan has a heart attack. Oh. And then Rosaria, Will, Grace, Jack all yes. bet on who she's going to break yes. down to first. And they try and get her to do it. It's so It's such a good example of like these people are acting despicably. But it but doesn't it. bother me because mm-hmm. they're all sort of assholes, but they all me like they truly are so comfortable letting their people be terrible. 
in a way that makes it feel more realistic. Mm-hmm. I am a terrible person most of the time. Like, I think we all are yeah. in our like, hearts. We're all selfish. We're all self-centered. Yeah. Like, the moment when she, when they think Jack and Will might have hooked up and she kept coming in and out of the mm-hmm. room with that beautiful plunge uh, bathing suit that she was wearing. Yeah. Loved ever messing in a plunge. I also, lots of oh my God, it. yes. I mean, I have no tits. So like I, I used to do that all the time. See, I'm the opposite. I have giant tits. And so I can't do that because it's obscene. I think really a, a problem I had um, rewatching it, the thing I noticed now that I obviously didn't notice when I was a kid is like the fat shaming of it all. That's yes. tough. There, yeah. I, and I David wanna... and I have a lot of conversations about... Um, the transphobia, the way we treat Rosario, the way we treated fat people, mm-hmm. all of that. We had a lot of, of things to say. Yeah. Um, that's not to say we don't love the show. It is just that it is of a time yeah. that was vicious. That's a really good way to put it. It really was. 1998 to 2006 was vicious. We just got the internet. Mm. And people felt very compelled to say whatever they wanted. Well, it was also, 2006 was Britney Spears era. Exactly. And we And there are so many jokes. Yes, there are jokes from the 2004 to 2006 episodes where they're talking about how Britney is a mess and Paris Hilton jokes Mm -hmm. and like in, in the way that we, in Lindsay Lohan jokes, like the way that we treated women who were my age, who I should have been on the side of. And who were young women who were pushed into show business, which we now know. And yeah. people, I think, in the industry knew then, and I think people suspected. But now we understand how insidious it all is. Yes. And so, yeah, of course, like, the pressure of holding a movie when you're eight. Like, are you fucking kids? Like, that's not how children do. You know what I mean? Like, you can't cast child actors and explain and let and them know And then expect that- them to play twins. He's supposed to play twins <laughs> with a British accent. Hmm. <laughs> I just, it's just, it's just. I know. And, and it is really interesting to go back and see like, oh, I definitely laughed at that joke and it is really Fair. bad now. And it and is, I, it is I, not I, funny I, now. And the first to admit that there is some shit I laughed at that like, I don't feel good about. No. But, I, but, and there is also a vein of like acceptance, obviously. And, and this like beautiful, like Karen while she uses the wrong words mm-hmm. that we use today, mm-hmm. is incredibly... she She's a trans ally the whole time. She's a bi queen the whole time. Yeah, she sure is. Oh, and, she's sure bi. Oh, yeah. Which I did not notice on the first watch. <laughs> and David and I started realizing as yeah. we were only watching, we were like, oh, she's bi. They <laughs> did play with like... So, but but I think one of the best examples of how shit changed from the 90s to now is the bisexuality thing. Absolutely. It's such a good example. And they call themselves out on it. Like, I love moments like that. I mm-hmm. love to see characters genuinely learn lessons. Especially yes. if they are people like Will and Grace who are quote-unquote progressive and like mean, quote-unquote mean well, but still say transphobic shit or pretend that bi people don't exist. Like, yeah. it, it is... I think they did a nice job of showing that they had grown in a lot of respects. Were very in the reboot. Even. In the reboot. Yes. Yeah, sorry. It grown in a lot of respects. Hundred percent. Still pretty terrible in a lot of ways. <laughs> but like, are learning and are not doing the like. I just 
I thought the MAGA cake episode was interesting. Like it wasn't yeah. great. It was it was clumsy. But Will and Grace, handed. Will and Grace was of a time when it had a political point of view that fit with what was on television at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of the same thing with the reboot. They still had a political point of view, but they were doing it 90s style, mm-hmm. which was different. Mm-hmm. I see what you so mean. So it wasn't like a subversive good place joke. I see what you mean. It yeah. was very out in the open, like mm-hmm. very obvious, like mm-hmm. make America gay again. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I was here for it. Okay. Give me one more favorite episode. Oh my God. I have seven more. Oh God. Okay. So the hospital show we talked about. Yes. Um, oh, with Jan and the needle. With the needle and Rosario constantly yelling needle mm-hmm. at Grace because she's afraid of needles. Mm-hmm. Great. Hilarious. Top shelf. The, the thing that David and I talk about the most about Rosario is the joke is never on Rosario. I, Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> like, because tr- you mentioned, like, oh, how they treat or talk about Rosario. And while you're 100% right, I think the heart of the show is behind Rosario. Yep. And, like, Karen is obviously being a bad person when she does these bad things. And so we know that, like, and the fact that they are very effusive when they do like each other yes. is. Like the intro of Rosie. Effusive, one of my favorite words. It's a great word, isn't it? And yes. it's really fun to say. Yes. Effusive. Um, um, the intro of her when she's bringing him to Will, bring Rosario to Will because of her immigration thing. Yes. And they're screaming at each other. Mm-hmm. She's like, don't take my sunshine away. Yes. Like. It's, it's so good. It's and great. Rosario straight up calls her a racist bitch in the Zone of Music Constantly. Episode. It's amazing. And the joke is, you're right, the joke is always on Karen. Karen. All right, my next favorite, it's another season two episode. Love season, season two. two. And season three, I think, are my very the, like good. peak. Best. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely agree. Um, so, girls interrupted is the um, it starts. So, this isn't the first time we meet Val, Molly. Shannon. Yes, it's the second time we meet Val. I okay. Several things. First of all, Irish eyes. I boy. <laughs> so the other thing about me is I grew up in a very Catholic area and did not know really any Jewish people. I grew up very Catholic and knew no Jewish people as well. Oh my god, we really are similar. We really it's are very sort of similar. Upsetting. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's a little weird. <laughs> um, and so that was the first time I learned what having to get. Like I saw that in two thousand whatever or. 99 or whatever. Um, oh, yeah. It was the first time I learned what, like, what Havana was and what sure. a bat mitzvah was. <laughs> and so, which, like, there's something I find really wholesome of rewatching things you watched as a kid and getting the jokes that you've, yes. al- that you've always laughed at anyway because you get the the rhythm of a joke. Mm-hmm. I've said this a lot about um, uh, men in t- Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh, they're like, when I watched it the first time as an adult, <sighs> There were mo- I watched that in hundred years. It is still very funny. Of course um, it is. And Carrie Elways is still Carrie Elways. I mean, can we talk about anybody who's more charismatic and handsome? Mm. Nobody. Um, but what was I? T- oh, um, I watched it as a kid all the time, and it was always on Comedy Central. So that's oh my like, god, oh, yes! Like that's why I've seen like Airheads a million times. Right. Specific reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it was always on and. The first time I watched it when I was, say, like, in college or something like that, and I hadn't seen it since childhood, there's a joke 
that um, the rabbi says, Loxley and Bagel can't miss. <laughs> and I always laughed at it because I understood the rhythm of a joke. You know, like when you're uh-huh, a kid, you absolutely. know somebody said something funny. I understand I'm supposed to be laughing. I didn't. And then I wa- uh, watched it as an adult and was like, oh, okay. That's like a pretty C-level wordplay joke. But I sure laughed my little heart out as a kid because I, I knew I was supposed to. Yeah. I, yes. I know a punchline when I hear it. Um, so, so Girls Interrupted has, uh, essentially it is, we'd already met Val, and then Grace runs into Val, I think in the elevator, mm-hmm. where they tend to run into people, and they decide to start hanging out and have a lot of fun, unexpectedly, yes. and then yes. all of a sudden Grace, the next day, Grace is like, I think she stole from me, and so they do the thing that I hate in sitcoms, uh-huh. of, we're gonna break in while they're not there, yes. even though they're probably getting home any, any minute, like, it just is... Like, obviously, it's a farce and it's whatever, but every time anybody's like, we'll just have to sneak in and delete the message off their answering machine, I'm like, this is... Guys, you simply must know this isn't going to work. Have we talked about how many episodes there are in season four of Will and Grace? There's 27, right? 27 episodes. That's just in my brain. (laughs) That is weird. Did I... I think I texted you it recently. I think I messaged you about it. So maybe it's, like, more... I don't think so. (laughs) But like, and that's the thing Mikey and I have been talking about when we're when we're rewatching these '90s shows. Remember is, how there used to be 24 and 27 episodes a fucking season? It's so long, and like, of course, Will and you know things got repetitive or stale. You can't. It feels impossible to write interesting, compelling content of 27 individual stories with plots and subplots, and then you're going to do it for 11 (laughs) years? There's 250 episodes of this thing. It's so long. It's so long. Did I watch it all inside a month? I did. I mean, yeah. Because they're like candy. It truly... I, I, I haven't blazed through something like this in a very long time. It's so fun. Yeah. It, it really... And it's... The perfect nostalgia for yes. me. Like, it really lies in a nice place of nostalgia that I'm not remembering, like, oh, high school. Oh, I didn't like high school. But, like, I re- I just remember watching this as a kid and, like, learning about physical comedy and things like and that. And learning about gay people. Learning about queer people. Mm-hmm. Learning that there was a whole other world out there mm-hmm. that was outside of my cute little conservative town bubble. Mm-hmm. My town wasn't even that conservative. We just... Where did, what suburb? Uh, I'm from Burridge. Burridge. So, Fear and Clothing, 2000 episode. It is season three, episode two. Um, By the way, just really quick, I love the shuffling of people's living arrangements that happen. Oh, it's yes. It's just very fun. It, and it keeps it interesting it be a without... to just live across the hall from, like, your friends? <sighs> I mean, David and I have talked about that for many moons. I, I, I do. I think about that a lot of, like... Who in my life could could I persuade could I persuade to like me enough? Come live in my neighborhood. Come live in my neighborhood. Be my Honestly, neighbor. our dream right now is a commune. Well, everybody's dream is a commune. Yeah, I mean, where everyone why. just like lives far enough away from each other where they can play loud music and no one will know. So good. Yeah. Uh, okay, so fear and clothing is um, when Will uh, excuse me Grace is living across the hall mm-hmm. and she thinks Love somebody breaks apartment. in. Love her apartment. Love that she never unpacks or decorates her apartment. Yes. Perfect. Um, and she, the truly, like, the point of the episode that I love is Grace in her comforter 
sneaking mm-hmm. toward the door. It just is. <laughs> it's so fun. Like, okay, I'm going to keep like singing Deborah Resson's praise because yes. she is beautiful and talented and is so unafraid to look terrible. And I think that's great. Like, I love that Grace is pretty disgusting. I love It that. is my favorite thing about her. It's it is my so favorite funny. thing about her that she smells sometimes and she eats all the food and wants all the free food. And like, it's, it's so relatable. It really, <laughs> because it's like she was she's the our, first. She's our id. Yeah. She was like the first human woman on TV. What yeah. other woman before that yeah, was, was very real? Yeah. Because every woman I know loves food. Yeah. I, I do think that there is a weird problem. Not problem, but like mm, dichotomy. I, I, I saw some 30 Rock 2 with Liz Lemon mm. that, oh my God, I love food. I love food. But they're both very thin women. Yes. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. like, okay, if I was up there or somebody fatter than me was up there, like it's not as it funny a different. joke. It's more like dunking on the fat person. But like, it's funny when fat, when skinny people eat a lot. But but yes, the the her creeping with the whole comforter yes. over her body. It's just such an iconic look. Like I saw a freeze frame. I was like, I loved this moment. Like I love the chemistry between Will and Gray. Like the chemistry is off the Oh charts. my gosh. And from what we've learned from the writers that we've spoken to, like they are incredible people. Like they're all just like so good at their jobs professionals mm-hmm. and like delightful to be around oh good that's great it was so nice to hear gypsies trains and wheat the reason yeah. i want to bring this one up this is the one where grace accidentally gets a server fired and feels so guilty that yes. she hires him uh, and he tries to run a weed shop out of her place <laughs> code word ottoman funny 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 a plus and then we have the sort of like birth of the Jack and Cher. Was this her first appearance of her doll? Of his doll? I don't think so. I don't think it was. Really? That. Maybe. You're right. Because know. it's there. it opens with them sitting there waiting for a table for three and in a corner so she won't be stared at. She's right there. And she's right there, obviously. Um, the reason I love this so much is um, when I was 19 or 20, um, when I was living in college in a very like idealistic. Where'd you go? Uh, Ball State University. Oh, yeah, Ball State. Um, but there were six of us who were really close friends, and we got the three dorms at the end of the hall on the top floor in our Cute. dorm. We called it the island. The thing I would do to make my friend Lauren laugh <laughs> was do my Jack Cher impression. Oh. Oh. And I, it was just a thing I would do for her, and, just, and you know, I was... 20 that was the height of comedy is just like imitating the thing I heard yeah and and to many men well into their 50s that's what comedy is as well just like repeating a thing you heard once so gypsies tramps and weed 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 has one of weed. the is that a like stewie god this one um is uh, maybe one of my favorite written jokes of all time and it is when Karen finds out that Grace has gotten her hands on an old porn she made when she was yeah. younger. And um, she and Karen finds out, she finds out, and is so distraught. She We think she's about to throw herself out the window. Yes. And so she starts crawling out the window, and Grace is like, no, no. And she's like, oh, nice and cold. And it's her vodka. It is a vodka. It is such a good, like, generally the running gag of, 
bottles of vodka being hidden yes. everywhere is stunning. Stunning. It's perfect. Um, but that particular moment is such a perfectly written joke of like bait and switch. It's yes, perfect. it is so it's, good. It's textbook. So I, that's so that's that one. I think that was my joke of the episode. Oh, may I help you. I think it's the joke of the series. My next one. Bed Bath and Beyond. Yes, obviously. This is when Grace and Nathan break up. And the game, and it's another, I don't, ooh, I can't remember off the top of my head. It might be a bottle episode, but I could be wrong. I think you're right. Is it just in the apartment, in just the apartment. before them? Okay, that's so. what I thought too, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, So they're trying to get Grace out of bed because yes, she's miserable. The shower, I mean. And then they drag her into the shower. <gasps> and then one by one, they all realize they're all secretly miserable. <laughs> So they all go pet, which although all of them being wet in a bed together really gives me the yucks. Um, It's very itchy. Very itchy and like, Mm. yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, and cold probably. And by the, like the end of the episode that Grace had kept trying to make people watch her slideshow of her life so she can figure out where it all went wrong. And the end moment of they're all miserable in this bed together and Grace is I think again She's covered weeping. and she just pulls out the um slide projector thing and is like is that my moment <laughs> Um, and she just, like she like, also just goes to all of them and she's like, "Will you're doing terribly, and but you're okay, and Karen, you're terrible. I'm not as strong as you. You're all going through so much, and you're okay. And then one by one are like, "Oh shit, terrible. I'm not okay. <laughs> it is great. It's so funny and sweet, and like I, I think what they do really well in Will and Grace, like overarching, is represent friendship in a very realistic oh, way. That of is like that is the theme of our entire podcast. It, it is that the friendship is the thing, mm-hmm. and and similar to what I said of like it's really important to me for whatever reason to know that like people liked each other on the set behind the scenes. Similarly, like. I feel like that is how you portray friendship well, because if you are close to somebody, it is much easier to like tell them their ass is fat or they look like they murdered a cow to wear their skirt or whatever. It's because 100%. it comes from love and, and there is, there is and it's obviously heightened because yes, it's obviously. a sitcom, but we all give each other shit. And I, I think that's where the sort of affection that we all have, besides the fact that it's like a good romping comedy. It has a lot of heart in it. My next one, I'm hoping you know it off the top of your head because I don't remember it. A chorus lie? Oh my God, Matt Damon. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That is another one that was like, and I can't, I've probably seen that one more than anything. What is it about chamomile tea that makes me feel so sexual? It's so, it is another example of Deborah Messing who looked yes. gorgeous, but was willing to look like an idiot to do this like it's perfect so, a thing we got to learn from john canale okay um was that deborah messing accidentally like bashed her face into matt damon's lip <gasps> and made him bleed for a little while <laughs> was she okay i don't care about that damon i care about that but matt damon was like it's cool i'm good <laughs> he's such a he is such a sweetheart. I feel like he's been back and forth on like, is he a capital G good guy? But he seems okay, just he dumb. He seems like an not okay dumb, naive. dude. Which honestly, for like a rich white guy, is all I can it's, ask. Yeah, for. I mean, what else do we want? Yeah, nothing. Um, okay, a chorus lie. 
one I iconic mean. episode. The I in hindsight, as an adult watching it, the Matt Damon pretending to be gay and doing like the stereotypes hit oh, a little yeah. differently, but. He just wants to sing Jess. It's so funny. It's, it's so every funny. part about it is funny. Jack's furiousness about missing his solo is funny. Grace being like, oh, I'm sorry, you want me to try to seduce a man? And then like sees it's Matt Damon. She's like, fine. Fine. Yeah. Okay, good. I love, that's also a joke that is used probably once per episode in Will and Grace that never stops being funny is like, I need you to come to church with me. I do not go to church. There'll be free donuts. I'll okay. Fight. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's funny every fucking time. Yeah. I just adore it. Yes. Um, also, her top that she wears uh, yep. brought me a lot of envy. And um, she has like a really good ribbon situation, headband situation. Yeah, she sure does. Oh, what I wanted to bring up about her hair, because uh, I said like when she started oh, yeah. straightening out. Hundred years ago, hundred years ago, in is, seventeen tangents, <laughs> in the nine, it's, at some point during, I would say, the early aughts, women decide, or we decided, society decided, movies decided that women can't have naturally curly hair. No. What they have to have is straight hair that is then curled. Yes, um, and Mikey, I was rewatching the pilot literally today, and we were walking in, and Grace in the pilot has that headband with the hair. Yes, and he's like. Oh my god! I didn't remember her hair being that big, and I was like, I love it because there is something that do you she- naturally curly hair? It's wavy, wavy. Um, yeah. so it's not straight to be sure. It genuinely was like a thing growing up that like is because it's very fine. So if you comb it, it looks like it's like stick straight, but it dries wavy. And so no hairdressers would believe me that I had wavy hair, so they'd give me like a straight haircut, and it would curl up. Didn't and work. Looked stupid. Anyway. Um, and my last favorite episode, and a significantly later episode than anything else I okay, saw. Okay, okay, very excited. Last X to Brooklyn. Which is what? which one? No, I know which X. When Grace and Leo have a dinner party, and it's Gr- uh, Leo's ex, and it turns out yes! she's the only woman that Will has had the sex hat. with. The hat! You sent me a picture of this episode. Of course I did, because it's a great episode. Yeah, with, um, what's her name? So Marissa Vino was a, um, she is Leo, Grace's husband's ex. They have a dinner party, and she's like, oh, I'm going to be cool. It's going to be great. They do the thing about, like, you're the cute redhead. You're the cute redhead. I'm the perky blonde. The thing we have in common, brown hair. Boo! Like, (gasps) it's stupid, but, like, oh, they're doing it against her. Because, we want women to be supportive. Yeah, which... (laughs) And I think noting that you both color your hair is supportive. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to cover my favorite moments if I could. I would love to hear your favorite moments. And we can try to. Because like, I have 10,000. Yeah, I have. It looks like 12, maybe. Um, okay. Oops, I did it again. Classic. Obviously. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. obvious. Mm-hmm. Did I know that dance in high school? Yes. I did. Of course you did. Of course. I graduated high school in 2004. Because you were a dancer, weren't you? I was a dancer. Yeah, it was did. legally mandated that I had to learn Who Said It Again yes. to graduate. It was weird. Who Said It Again? Amazing. I always love people dancing. I always want always. people to dance. All the time. Um, the the fact that they're both deeply mediocre at it is perfect. Um, how excited they get when they nail it. How seriously they take it. It w- it might as well have been me in junior high. That is Absolutely. exactly how I would have done that. Yep. I think 
marry a woman who grew up in the 90s, didn't at one point teach themselves a Britney Spears dance. Um, okay, next. I think you're going to know this just by the words. Probably. Denied. Denied. denied approved. approved. <laughs> just perfect. Don't even Great. need to explain it. So do our listeners. I think... I think maybe part of what is so great about Will Rice writ large and Karen specifically is maybe it was our first time seeing a woman who was just like, guess who's fucking hot? Yeah. Guess who has great tits? Guess who has a great body? Go fuck yourself. And so her sort of like leveraging her sexuality in a way that like women actually do in their life, like women like play with each other in ways of like, ew, like look at my bit, like we're all goobers and like pretend to be sexy and weird. Cause it's funny. And like that, that interaction that she had while obviously heightened might as well have been me and my friends. Like it just Absolutely. felt very real. Of like, yes. look at this dumb bit we're going to do. Okay. This actually is maybe my favorite moment in the whole season. Okay. Uh, and it's later in the series. It's much later than anything else I would normally pull. Um, it is when Leo is about to go to, I presume, Africa or somewhere, um, and they find out his co-doctor or whatever is Nicholas uh, Sheridan. Yes. And so the part that I love more than anything else is Jack throughout the episode going, I would die! I would die! And just out of nowhere, in the and just... Like, it's so fucking funny, and the timing is so good, and it's so relatable, because, yes. like, wow, this sucks for you! Oh my god, this is so bad for you! And, like, I don't, like, I, I would like, die! I'm having a real reaction to this? Yes. I would die. Um, okay, I would die just really destroys me every time. I, I would die! Me. And the, the staccato of it. Yep. I would die! I so yes, I I vividly remember David and I having a very long conversation about that because it's just on that episode perfect. Um, I already talked about anytime Jack does his share impression is obviously a very important comedic moment in my life. That's obviously one. we haven't talked about a lot of guest stars, and I would like to talk to you about Sir Gregory Hines. Oh yes, when they tap dance in the Indian I mean. <laughs> Well, and also the other thing it, that makes it so much better is Jack doing his terrible tap dancing before and doing like that terrible time step and like yes. trying to do wings and his and like and snakes, then obviously being like the best tap dancer, right? I, I just the best, yes, the best, the best. The, the go, so charming. And, and one thing I really like is um, Karen and him flirting. I yes. find it delightful when he kisses Grace for the first time, like. <sighs> <gasps> we never deserved Gregory Hines. We never deserved him. We, we never didn't. did. You're right. Uh, and I mean, speaking of like fucking Mel Brooks legends, Gene Wilder's oh. guest appearance is amazing. It's his last, I think, on screen uh, appearance it is. before it his is. death. Um, and, and, and I'm a huge Gene Wilder fan. Like too. young Frankenstein. Did you read his autobiography? I, do, I don't usually read memoirs or autobiographies. I just highly recommend his really? autobiography. Okay. Okay. Top five quote from Karen. They're talking about children, and I, I genuinely don't remember what uh, what episode this is from. <laughs> like, children are first. Just look at this coat. You can't trust a 10-year-old to do a good hidden button. <laughs> and boy, I like it's I think the the character of Karen Walker is so good, is because it's such she's such like a capitalist fantasy come true. Mm-hmm. 
but is so aware of how evil she is mm-hmm. and just doesn't care. So it makes it such a good character to like make jokes about because it's not like, oh, like I was trying to do well and then this. It's like, oh yeah, children made my coat. They did a bad job of it. Yep. And that's, that's exactly it. And it's funny. Like it's terrible, but it's funny because like it's a good like spoof on actual rich white people who truly know and truly don't give a shit. They just don't say it out loud. Like they don't it, care. It's, it, yeah, they don't care. They know they don't care. I just I love her. I love Karen Walker. I love Megan Mullally. I love. Oh, I worship her so hard. I love her uh, marriage so badly. So in um like she didn't know. have a worst episode um but i sent you on friday january 7th i'm watching the will and grace episode of michael douglas and it's so mm. awkward i want to cringe out of existence that is one of them yes that was a bad one actually no i yeah, think it was I said very it cringy we're it done it was awful it yeah. truly was we terrible did not like watching that episode we did not like talking about that episode like it thinking was thinking about it i don't like thinking about them in the club together it is it's, gross it's te- it's truly terrible Okay, I'm just going to run through these. Rosario. Everything she does, everything she All says. Time. It's perfect. Yeah. Especially her first entrance. Flawless. Aww. She, uh, truly losing her, took a lot of the steam out of the uh, the reboot. I which, obviously, that you. doesn't matter. Like, her, like, what, but. And she wasn't, she she didn't pass until the second season, I think. But she, she was oh, just she was older Ill. and in poor health. So she didn't yeah. want to do the reboot, and well, and you kind of we got that beautiful um, Emmy nominated <sighs> or, or uh, John and Tracy won an Emmy for that episode. It was Rosario's really Pinsania. like when Karen does sincere. It is those are my favorite moments when really? Karen does sincere, and we're getting so many of them we're... in this last half of season season eight. Yeah, yeah, I, I I think that's the reason that Will and Grace works is that. There's the slapstick, there's the, like, cattiness. The farce. The farce. But there's always love. It always. is always, if we're mad at each other, it's because you hurt me. Or mm-hmm. it's not just, like, I'm annoyed by you today. Oh, Will and Grace in the ball pit making up. That's actually the reason I knew I had watched through the end of that season, is I remember watching that episode very specific. Yeah, the ball pit episode very specifically. And it... I love, love a conflict, a written conflict that is two people who want the best for themselves and their loved ones mm-hmm. and just see that in a different way. I I think, I truly, I think that's one of the reasons I like Will and Grace so much is it's almost always that. It's almost always like somebody is trying to do this and like inadvertently hurt this person's feelings or they're doing the, oh, Grace is being too, she crossed the line. I mean, right. not, I, <laughs> I'll pay you back for the dry cleaning. You didn't pay <laughs> me back last time. I didn't mean it last time. I meant it this time, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But like there is fundamental love there. And mm-hmm. the, and I, I think they do a really a good job of earnestly crafting, um, especially the relationship between, between Will and Grace. Um, I think Will is a really interesting character because he is obviously played by a straight man um, and, and therefore is probably not as, like, classically feminine as one might, like, see a stereotypical gay person. They love each other and have a complicated relate, And they talk about it. They talk about, like, Grace used to be in love with Will. and Yeah, that's a big deal. They, and they're just open about their, like... <laughs> 
it's people who love each other. And yeah. like even the even the ones when it's like they try to craft that like Karen doesn't like Grace to, or Karen doesn't like Will this week or whatever. Like, oh, I never care. For but then, like, the next week we'll get a Will and Karen episode where it's just and the two of them great. and the chemistry is off the charts. I just rewatched the first time that uh, we meet Anastasia Bieberhausen. <laughs> Anastasia Bieberhausen. Did you have a fake name in high school or college that you would, like, give to people at bars? No. I tried to do it sometimes. Desperate. Same. <laughs> Same. I would try to do it and then realize, like, why am I playing And toy? it was also, like, 2001. I knew so bad from then. Yeah, I was, like, 2005, 2006. So, so like, like, there was no social media. So, there wasn't a reason. Risk of name, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, Grace's breakup slideshow we watched. First time Karen and Jack meet, obviously. Ugh. The sort of, like, analysis they do on each other. And let's touch Of, like, what's this? What's it? What do you do? Yeah. What's, your, what's, your, what's your story? And touching stomachs. I mean. I, I don't think I ever clocked that literally Jack just says, do you want to touch stomachs? And then they do it. And then they do it's it. Perfect. And then that's their thing forever. But I don't, like. I always was like, there must be like an origin story of that episode when they first do it. No, no. He just said he a just weird says, thing to her, and it. she was like, "Yeah, that's fine." And like, I looked it up. Like, is touching stomachs like a thing that I just didn't know about? That like, it's nothing. It's no. just a weird thing that these two weird people yep. do. It's perfect. Oh, so the thing about the dinner party is that the humor comes from a very real place. I think maybe that's like the thing I like most about Will and Grace. It's almost mm-hmm. always that the humor is very. Deep and not in, in, but in a way of like, why is Grace so upset about this? Like, clearly there is something going on, and it's interesting to find out. Mm-hmm. Um, just I really like that episode. I think it's so good. I, it is a brilliantly crafted episode. It, it truly, I completely agree. Um, okay, are you ready for four of the best words? Yes, I love Sweet Kitty. <laughs> I have that sweatshirt. Do you? Yes. That's so fun. I I should have worn it. Oh god, it's so fucking fun when she turns and not only when she turns around and is wearing that, but the glee of Deborah Messing going, oh honey, what is this? It's so gesture. And she's so gleeful to finally yes. be able to like do that. It's Oh, God. Amazing. Um, Leslie Kitty. Bobby Adler. Yeah. Especially, Every Bobby Adler. All the time. Especially the I told you so dance. Told you so. Told you so. Told you. Told you. Told you so. God, I love Will and Grace so much. Like, I really... <laughs> I, can't, I just keep thinking about, like... I know. It's just such a good, realistic... Not realistic, but, like, portrayal of, like human frivolity like the idea like grace's utter just like not realizing that like oh my told you so dance is adorable my mom's is terrible like it's such a perfect look at somebody who is so unself-aware she is the most unself-aware character 100 percent, and just love it love every moment of it um god the told you so dance Another great comedic moment. Grace eating dog food. The moment of her, like, taking a bite. And the way she's like, yum! (laughs) Yum! And then when he's like, it's dog food. And she goes, it needs salt. Which is great. Also, I don't probably 
way everything he was cooking was human grade food, so she was fine. Yeah. Okay, last one, last favorite moment that I wrote down. It is the episode <laughs> when um I, I I truly don't remember the t- the two people who are involved, but Grace is helping somebody plan his wedding because his wife couldn't come, and so she's now planning her own wedding. Okay, so it is. I just looked it up. Uh, you were right. It is the episode Wedding Balls. And it's Wedding like, Balls. Laura Keitlinger wrote it. Laura Keitlinger did write it. Uh, episode 422. So uh, Will's cousin comes to town. Yes. They're supposed to plan their wedding. The bride, the bride-to-be can't show up. So it's just the clueless groom. We're going to, Grace is going to help them. And she does the fun, like, um, so, but this specific episode is, so she's having, gets carried away, starts planning her own wedding. Um, and it comes to a climax when they're testing cakes. <laughs> she's trying to She eats a chocolate cake. And she's like, yeah, 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 this one. is it. This, this is, is it. the one. And the the fiance is like, um, my fiance is allergic to chocolate. And she goes, they can make her a fruit plate. And truly, like, so funny. So fucking Deborah funny. Messing in that they moment. can make her a fruit plate is the Funny yes response. Unbelievable. It's in- incredible. Like, it is a perfectly written line. It is a perfectly delivered line. Um, Actually, that is the end of my notes, except for I have, like, a couple clothing. Thoughts. Tell them to me. Okay. So my first thing I want to say is I, while it was very much of its time vis-a-vis the style, I thought Grace's wedding look was... Flawless. Leo's wedding. Leo's wedding. Yes. Her hair Ugh. was gorgeous. Her the Vera makeup, Wang. The Vera Wang dress. And like, and I see it now, I'm like, that's very of its mm-hmm. time, but it was perfect of its time. Mm-hmm. It's not the way like we see like 80s puffy sleeve. No, it was like, it was like the best fashion princess. of it Gorgeous. Um, I remember, I remember very vividly watching that episode and thinking to myself, because at one point she puts on a coat over her wedding dress to go talk to Will on the on the roof. And I was like, if I get married, do I need to have a matching coat to my wedding dress? Like, is that a thing people have to do? Because it was very obviously like a long white I did. formal. Did you? Well, I, I got did. married in September. I so. got married in December and well. I went to a thrift store. Uh, so I love that look. Um, I think my A number one, so I love, whether this has been cut out or not, I love a plunge top. We love a plunge top. Love a plunge top in this family. Oh, but the specific one, I actually can't remember. It's a, it's a pretty, um, big episode and I can't remember what happens, but, um, when Grace opens the door and she's wearing a, like, burgundy button down that's basically open and tucked Mm -hmm. into her pants and he says, is that the shirt you're going to wear for your open heart surgery or whatever? <laughs> and truly, like that is a goals outfit for me. I thought it was so gorgeous. And then, and she wears, and I, I just love plunges. And I think just because my boobs are so big, I can't do it anymore, and I'm just jealous. Um, you just covet what you can't have. Um, Always, but it's and I truly don't know what the situation was. But I just saw, I was watching a bunch of like best ofs on YouTube just to sort of like get the wheels turning. And at one point she is wearing this like whitish glitter dress that's mm-hmm. really low cut. And I feel like her hair is kind of pulled back off her face. Yeah. Yes. 
Oh, it's in my brain. Right? You can see it, right? Yep. And I think it has something to do with Will's dad. But it might be the episode... No, 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 no. The episode where Will finds out his dad doesn't tell his friends that his son is gay. gay. That was when she wore that two-piece... With the belly chain? Yes. Oh, belly my God, a belly chain. Oh, my belly chain. Um, oh, my God. But so I don't know what this is from. Man, this is one of the times I think her hair was a little bit blown out and, like, pulled away from her face. And just, like, I just. Shepard Messing is a hottie, and we all know she's it. She's just, just so gorgeous and talented and love. And, like, I, I really, really, really respect her and Megan Mullally both. Like, I just think they're both. Such good comedians and mm-hmm. like being a this is maybe a stupid thing to say, but like no. being a gorgeous woman and a comedian is not common. Because right, most though. of us developed our comedy skills because we were not liked as kids and had to sort of like figure something else out. Yeah. What will people like about me? Right? Yes. And so to see these like gorgeous women who are amazing actresses committed to the physical comedy and very good dramatic actresses. We don't deserve, like, I know. We don't deserve them. We we deserve nothing. This world is garbage. Like, we are so lucky to have had Megan Mullally and Deborah Rossing in our lives. We are so lucky. That is the thesis of this entire podcast. I'm grateful for them. I am grateful for the fact that when I was 12, I was watching maybe older, but I was watching women do physical comedy. Yes. Instead of sitting around and looking. And it's not to say that this is the only show that does it, but like it just. No, but there was a very specific time in mm-hmm. the 90s on women who are around our age mm-hmm. where I think there were a lot of us who were influenced by these two women, by by Deborah Messing and Megan Mullally, who are incredible. Incredible. And both of them went on to have incredible careers. I mean... Truly, Meg Mullally, if I could trade lives with somebody... It would be her. She really in seems to... And, and not to say that like everybody doesn't have their own problems, but like she has a dynamite career. A she, loving husband. A loving husband. Who has husband. been there since 2001. She did touring with like her singing group. Like she does like... Her a, cute band. Yeah. I She just is... I think that's it. I would love, unless you want to wrap up, I would love to talk about Jack McFarland's fashion. I want to talk about Jack McFarland's fashion. Fashioned? Mm-hmm. All the time. No, no. In my entire life. So here's my question. Mm-hmm. And you're a little bit older than me, so you probably remember the 90s a little bit better. That's yes. not a subtle dig. That's no, just... no, no. It's true. Because the difference between you being 10 and me being 14 or yeah. 15 is yeah. different. And my husband's six years older than me. And yeah. So we're very aware of, like, that's a it's not huge. a big gap, but it's culturally very big, especially, especially in the late like, 20th century. But, so my question is, was that how, was it supposed to be a bit or a joke or whatever of Jack dresses poorly, or is that just how men all dressed in the 90s? No, that was kind of deliberate. Was it? Via, okay. Via who we've uh, spoken, spoken to. to um, it was kind of deliberate to make Jack be slutty but dress conservative conservatively interesting also the 90s were just garbage for fashion oh absolute garbage Dottie agrees okay i really like that take because i just could not remember like everything was not it was baggy in the 90s on men 
men like fabric couldn't touch their skin or they no, couldn't no, no, smoke no, no. or whatever. Can we just go back and forth and just say our favorite things about Will and Grace? Because I think that would yes. be really fun and like heartening for me in a way yes. that I need. Um, like just running jokes in general. One of them. Every time somebody mistakes Jack for a woman <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> yes, he goes way up in the register. So funny. So good. Just love it. Love it. Same thing. Uh-huh. Uh, Karen mistaking everyone for Grace. Like just recently, Tay Diggs. Hey, Grace, love your hair like that. The best one of those is Will <laughs> holding a bag of garbage. Yes! In the hallway! I mean, what did we do to deserve that? Jessica. Yeah. It is so cool how we met. It is so cool how we found each other again. I am, I think it's wonderful. Like, I think it's. It tr- oh god, are you ready for me to tie it back? It truly feels like like a Will and Grace thing of like, yes. oh god, like we keep looping back and passing each other. Where <laughs> can the good people, the tens of thousands of people that listen to my podcast, uh-huh. find you? Um, you can find me um, on Twitter. I'm at Jess Blumke, J-E-S-S-B-L-U-E-M-K-E. You can find me um, on Etsy, if you want to buy my garbage, uh, I do. I love your garbage. I do cross stitching, um, and that is bitches get stitched done. That's on Etsy. So good. Uh, so I have two podcasts. One is, as you mentioned, Friendly Atheist. It's a news, uh, basically a news review podcast that we talk about issues that have to do with atheism, feminism, gay rights, sort of progressive issues. Yeah, so that's that podcast. Um, I'm very proud of it. It's something I've been I've worked hard on. Uh, The other podcast I have, if you liked my big air quotes insight into Will and Grace, is my husband and I did uh, a Twin Peaks podcast. Twin Peaks is his favorite show, and I have also seen it. And (laughs) so... I have also seen it. mm -hmm, And so we did a... It was like heart of pandemic. We just needed shit to do. Oh, yeah. Uh, And so we did a, a Twin Peaks podcast. I learned so much about how the world works from Will and Grace, which sounds very yes, which sounds very trite. No, it's but I not. Think most people all did. That. I think if you grew up in a time and definitely had like parents who weren't super attentive, which like is not necessarily my thing, but like we all turn to television a lot for lessons and understanding how the world works. Um, and I think Will and Grace was a really formulative thing that I watched at an age that I I needed to see people being selfish. I needed to see people being frivolous. And living for themselves and, like, being who they wanted to be. So, hey, don't forget about our Patreon. We only have eight regular episodes left and would so appreciate your support. Follow us at Will and Grace Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me at Carcesso and David at Certainly David. Thank you to PJ Hankey for the theme song and to Sasha Garretson, our beautiful executive producer. Yes, that was the third time you did that. Um, and I get to say it this time. I'm very excited. Jesse, you ready? Uh, yes, of course I'm ready. What's happening? Say goodnight, Gracie. Good night, Gracie.